Welcome to Macedonian Postcards. Dobrodojdovte vo Makedonske razglednica. My name is David Belidis. Ja sum Dragi Spasovski. And we're your hosts for this show. It's brought to you by Izvor Music. You can look at our website at izvormusic.com. That's spelled I-Z-V-O-R, music.com. Today's podcast is from Lazaropole. And the song is Brale, Brale, Senabrale. approach, a different site, different way of Macedonian singing. This is a village style, country style singing. And as I have mentioned before in one of my podcasts, in Macedonia today you can see urban singing, you can see Chalgia city singing, and the country or the Izvorno traditional style of singing. Today we are just in recommencing a new site new field of the Macedonian folk songs. Uh, the song Brale Brale, as I, mean, I said, is from Lazaropole, and the first time this song was not really introduced as a very traditional song. It was sang by uh, Kirill Manchevsky, and the ones who know Kirill Manchevsky, they know that he's been exclusively an urban singer. Why? Not because of the choice of the song he sang, but just because his voice was nothing else but a sound of an example of an urban singer. Brale, 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 se so brale, vose otomomi na ljubavi, ke mi odadlele vogorata, da mi berano mi goro cveke. He had a mellow, nice, not loud, not too sharp voice, which was very suitable for the Narodan Orchestra, which is with the traditional instruments. Uh, Manchevsky never actually even tried singing with Chalgia or uh, with the Narodni Instrumenti. But aside, let's just, you know, for a moment, forget Brale, Brale, Senabrele, the song. I would rather go back to these, uh, as I said, three ways or three kinds of singing in Macedonia. They are almost the same, but as much they're the same, they're as much different. Why? The urban singing is more like singing that an educated singer would present. 
Chalgia singing is a person who has always, you know, kind of been with the music, a person who has the music inside of himself, and it's more like a singing which is inside. And seldom Chalgia would be playing, performing, an orchestra being outside. So it's more like a chamber music. And the traditional, it's an open place singing. It's outside, outdoor, mountains, a meadow, a group of singers, or just a single person singing right there in a meadow, and the flock is on the pasture, and there he is either playing kaval or shupilka, or just singing, you know, and there is an echo all around the mountains. So this came from rural traditions then? Yeah, exactly, exactly. From the village locations, they must be outside of these urban settlements. Why is different? I'll just give an example. Many years ago, I recorded this song, I Devino PM. The first time I've heard from Magda Mutovska, a singer who was not much present in the radio repertoire. Not very many people even remember the name, but I remember her name. I can hear now her singing, kind of echo inside of my head, of this song, I Devino PM. It was kind of a unique, I don't know why, what, what was it which captured uh, my attention as a kid? In a way, it was a little bit different from my mother's singing. My mother came from a village. She was a typically village singer, and this voice was a little bit different. So I did record this song in 1970. Yes, 1976, probably sometime around this time, right after I went back to Skopje from the United States. After that recording, there was a public performance at the city square in honor of some celebration or some event. I know I was asked, you know, to perform with the Chalgia. All these radio singers were performing at that event. Let's listen to a little bit of that. And now, as I said, the Chalia singing is more like an inside... Chamber music. A chamber music, yeah, right. And the singing is kind of, kind of mellow. The singing is with lots of tranquility, feeling of tranquility. And the voice is usually kind of a, in a silky way. Even the recordings which were done, were done in a different way from either the Isvogno or the Narodin Orchestra singing. The singer feels comfortable. The singer is in a room. They're sitting, drinking coffee, and there's somebody, you know, is playing the violin or the clarinet or the wood. And then, you know, in a kind of, kind of spontaneous, kind of peaceful approach, a singer comes with his singing. And everything goes smooth and smooth and quiet. 
Now, just to make a comparison, what the difference would be in country style singing, which, which is, is what Brale Brale is. Exactly, which is actually the music in my city, the echo of my soul. This is more like, as I said, in an open. In an open, you put some kind of enforcement on your vocals so you can be heard more, you know, by the audience because it's an open place, usually very seldom at some gatherings, village gatherings, or even if that's inside, This song being sang at gatherings like Kuchna Slava, which is a house celebration in honor of the uh, house saint guardian that we have. Each house has a saint guardian. Mm -hmm. And so there is a big room, for instance, which is emptied out. Only tables and chairs are in that room. And there's a lot of people. I remember when we used to have these celebrations at, you know, the time when I was a kid, when my father was still alive, we had something like 30, 40 people coming to our Slava. And if I wanted to sing, of course, you know, I would kind of, you know, sing a little bit more loud. You would sing this kind of style of, of yes, singing? Yes, yeah. You, you even would, though you were no, inside? No, even though you, if you're inside. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about the villages. Right. Yeah, because it's table songs which is slow, or even, you know, it doesn't have to be a table song. If you have, had a gaidash... A person who plays the bagpipe. Yeah, yeah, a gaida player. He just plays, but the gaida is not a loud instrument. It's not a zurla. So still, we can sing a slow song, which is without a tapan. It's an inside, but still, you have to sing a little bit, you know, louder so it can be heard by everybody. Another thing, your style is more free. In here, you can do a lot of ornamentations. You expect it, actually, to play with the ornaments, meaning to enrich a note or in between two notes, to make an enrichment with putting, you know, kind of an ornament, kind of a thriller, kind of, you know, going up and down notes. So you're ornamenting the melody. Exactly, you're ornamenting the melody. Later on, after I recorded I Divino Piem. Which is a Chalgia with, song? Yes, with okay. the Chalgia, because as I said, uh, Magda Mutovska recorded the song with Chalgia. That's what, you know, I had, you know, always inside of me echoing. After something like a couple of months, uh, Zhivko Firfov approaches me and tells me, you know what, this song, you recorded this song, I Divino Piem. I know it's a Chalgia song, but you know, I think it can be done with Narod Instrumenti too. He said, I want you to try and do that. And I said, yeah, sure, why not? Now, just explain to our listeners who Zivko Firfov was. Oh, Zivko Firfov was ethnomusicologist in Macedonia. He worked for the National Radio of Macedonia, Radio Skopje, and he was in the folk music department. He was a producer, actually, the folk song producer. He was, all the production with the Izvorno music went through his hands, as we say, Meaning, you know, he was controlling, directing, and arranging. Arranging, yeah, yeah. I was just going to say. Yeah. So he he did the Narodni Instrumenti? Yes. And again, for the benefit of our listeners, what instruments are we talking about? When oh, I'm that? sorry. Uh, this is uh, Gaida. Bagpipe. Kaval. Uh, long shepherd's flute. David, by now I think everybody knows no, what no, no, no. Let's, let's, not, let's not be so sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just take it for granted, okay? Know, okay. <laughs> okay, it's gaida, it's kaval, it's tambura. Which is like a, a double coarse long necked lute type instrument, plucked and strummed. Lute type or <laughs> more like a mandolin, actually. Um, okay. Yeah, something like that. Okay. Anyway, and something in between. Yeah. That's why it's being called Macedonian tambura. There's Bulgarian tambura too, but right. the, the sound is different yeah, and the is. shape is a little bit different mm-hmm. too. So, tambura. 
And there was a time when in the radio band, then the Israel Orchestra of Radioscopia, there was Kemane too. Kemane is, is an older lira. Um, it's more uh, primitive. Is it held upright like the uh, Yeah, Gugulka? just like the Gugulka. And bowed sideways. Yeah, it's like the lira, like the gusla, like, yeah. yeah. It's an upright so, bowed instrument. Yeah, okay. Yeah, we call it Kemane. And did you also, you had also Tapan, the, the large, oh, definitely, large drum. Oh, yeah. definitely, yeah. Large drum. Or uh, uh, not very often, seldom, you know, they use Tarabuka or Daire. So these are all instruments that Stefchet Stoikovsky uses on yeah. on this not just this cut but this whole CD that he that he uh, recorded with you. Exactly. exactly. All right. So Fyodorov asks you to re-record this Chalgia song. No, actually, to make a new recording, totally new recording with Narodno, right. Narodni right. instrument. Right. We recorded with Narodni. Yeah, with Izvorni okay. uh, instruments. And before we get to that story, I know we're just hanging in there. The word Izvorni. The word Izvor, since we're producing this through Izvor music, yeah, okay. let's, let's just spend a minute getting that word fine for our listeners. Izvor. Why is it Izvorna Musica? Izvor in Macedonian. And not only in Macedonian, in most of the Slavic languages, the meaning is a water spring or a well. Well actually is a bunar. Izvor is the spring, mm-hmm. water spring. Spring. Something coming all the time out of the ground, mm-hmm. never stops. Mm-hmm. Just keeps streaming and running and running and running and running and running. That's why, you know, we have an expression, oh, he or she, oh, he's a Izvor Napesni. He's a spring of songs. That means he knows a lot or she knows a lot. He knows so many songs. Anyway, so that's why Izvor, something which is an origin of something, some beginning of something. The, okay, the origin of something. Yeah, yeah, origin of something. Okay. So that's why these traditional instruments are being called Izvorni. Because they're older instruments. Exactly. Basically. That's what, you know, the Macedonian people kind of invented, created themselves. Oh, while well, the clarinet, the uh, accordion, the uh, violin, you know, they've been, you know, imported. Right. Who knows from where and how. But just like, you know, to the rest of the, the world. But as every nation has its own characteristical instruments, so we have this Izvorni Instrumenti. And now let's go back to the studio. Okay. So we're right there in the studio. And Firvov wants me to do Izvorno-style singing of this song. What happened? I had this Izvorno orchestra with me. There was Petze. I don't think Petze was at that time. Uh, he didn't use the, the gaida. At that point, he, he did the uh, drum, the tapan. And uh, all these other guys, which is just a normal, you know, recording session. And there I'm singing. And Firvov goes... Oh, 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 wait, wait, no, 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 no. And the balloon goes, wears out. And I said, what now? Let's try again. So we go again. Take two. (laughs) Red light. So here we go again. And I start again. And he goes, no, no, Draghi. No. Don't sing Chalgia style. I said, okay, let me try again. So we go again. Three, four, five times. I, I have no idea what he, you know, what, what's he looking for. What he wants, you know, what he, expect, he expects, you know, from me. And I just, at some point, I said, what does this little man want from me? I don't know. And I asked one of the, the musicians. He said, he wants more Isvorno. But I said, what's Isvorno? How is it Isvorno? He goes, Isvorno. <laughs> yeah, okay. He told so you me. hadn't heard of the term? 
No, 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 no. I mean, how the song would be performed oh, in an Izvor, no way. You never heard the song performed No, because as style. I said, as I said, okay. you know, the song was inside of me as a Chalia style. Right. And then all of a sudden he stops and says, wait a minute, Draghi, hold on for a second. Have you heard your mom singing this song? I thought he'd go there. Go ahead. And I said, no, I don't think so, because, you know, this is not her song that she would sing. And he said, okay, what I want you to do is you. Just take a break, go and have a smoke. <laughs> I smoked at that time, just like everybody else. <laughs> so, and think, imagine your mom singing this song. How would she sing the song? Try to get, you know, imagine that. So we take a five, I go outside, and I listen to his words. And I try to imagine my mother singing the song, even though, you know, she never sang the song. But, you know, I could easily imagine my mother singing a song because, you know, she you sang all the time. Yeah, yeah. Right. All the time in front of me in the house. So there was, you know, this song being sang by my mother. And even in my mind, even in my imagination, the song sounded a little bit different because I know my mother had this village style, village approach, you know. So I go back and here we go. Take one. The minute I opened my mouth and sang the first line of the verse, actually. And Fearful just, you know, turns back, looks at me with his eyes kind of, yes, that's, that's what it is. He goes with the fingers up, yes, yes, yes. You know. <laughs> What he wanted me to do is, in between the notes, oh. to put some ornamentation. So it wasn't like, so much the quality of your voice, it was the ornamentation. Ornamentation, and of course, you know, it's, it's a, it was, if you're here now, after, you know, uh, my discussion of the uh, Israelna interpretation, if you compare the one that we heard with the child gear and the Israelna, you will see what I mean. Even my voice, my singing is different. In the other one we heard, which is more kind of sliding, you know. Mm -hmm. And in here, and so forth. You will see. You see, this is the same song, right? Mm -hmm. But did you, could, were you able to see the difference? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then, you know, actually it was so easy because these instruments, they led me into that. They led you into that style. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. But inside of my head, as an echo while singing, I had my mother's voice. Sure. You know, just, you know, banging in my head. And that also was kind of a leading toward my new way of interpretation of the song. 
Okay, so was this the one of the first times that you recorded in this Isvorna style? No, 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 no. I had recorded before that. I remember actually my first recording was with Isvorna Instrumenti. But you know, I said as an example of this song because I had heard the song, I had uh, sang the song in a Chaldea style. I didn't know how to make you know right. a distinction between the Chaldea. And Israel singing. That was the first time, uh-huh. thanks to God bless his soul, Professor Firvov, mm-hmm. he made me see the difference in you know, these two ways of singing. Okay, so let's just go back to Brale Brale, which is this first song on your CD with Stefcha. Tell us about the meaning of the song. The reason we put this song number one on the CD was this was actually a song which to the Macedonian public and listeners was introduced as an urban song. It was sang by Kirill Manchevsky. Right. Nobody ever even tried, you know, later on, because Kirill Manchevsky uh, was a singer with, uh, with some specific, you know, interpretation. As I said, this soft, sweet sound. And not everybody could, you know, reach that. And unfortunately, a lot of the singers tried to, whenever they sang a song which was uh, performed by another singer before, they always tried to imitate the original. And you cannot do that. There's only one Kirill Manchevsky, and only he's the one, you know, who can do the Kirill Manchevsky way, right, you know, or anybody else. So, Matagruevsky once told me, Draghi, do not imitate anybody. You can do a song on your own. You can, you know, have your own uh, interpretation and you can enrich the song with your own way. Make it specific. The same song can be Draghi way. The same song can be Kirill Manchevsky way. So actually never, uh, nobody dared even sing, you know, Manchevsky's song. I said, okay, this is a city song. Let me try and use the Firfov's advice and make this song in a traditional way. And you can tell. Uh, even Stevche, even Gorod, they were so surprised of the sound, mm-hmm. of the result. <laughs> contributed a lot, you know, in his traditional arrangement. And I think I did too, because I did, you know, I did not want to play a lot with the ornaments because, you know, I didn't want to go a step away from Manchevsky because still, you know, Manchevsky's version is unique. But still, I did use some ornaments which made the song a traditional version. Isvorno version of the song. And the song comes from Lazaropole or that area over there. I cannot say whether that's Galichnik or Lazaropole, but do a song has a border? No, it doesn't. It's a lyrical song. Girls from the village gather to go to a mountain, uh, to the forest, to pick forest flowers. And a bad luck, you know, meets them, which is Dimko, the guide player. Bad luck meaning, you know, there he would start playing music as he did in the song. So the girls made a line to dance and uh, the leading girl, Stoina, was leading the dance. And all of a sudden she just realized, you know, dancing so much and so jumping so high, she lost her necklace. But with five liri, I 
Reina Lira is a Turkish golden coin. So that's why the bad luck Dimko Gaidagia. Otherwise, it's a nice Neri song. It's about the village Idila. It's easy to pick up. It's pleasant to listen to. And it has been sang everywhere. I mean, at different occasions that not only house Slavas, engagement parties, weddings, just, you know, for friends singing. It can be sung on most any occasion. In any occasion. And it also, it's a danceable tune, so... So people dance to it as yes. well as saying it. Yes, exactly. Maybe, you know, I should say, maybe Kirill Manchevsky was the one who made the song so popular. Just like the rest of the songs he introduced to the Macedonian treasure of national songs. I think I was the... The only one who recorded the song in an Isvogna style. With this recording? Yes, this recording is the only one. And as I said, thanks to Firfov and of course my mom kind of being inside of me singing <laughs> while I was <laughs> kind recording. of a, accompanying you in a way, huh? Yeah. This song has drones on it, yes? Yes, in this song. Originally, your, version, your arrangement, or Stefcha's arrangement in your version has, has the drones going on, but Manchevsky didn't have drones in his version. No, no, no. Of course no, no. not. No, as I said, he, he recorded the song in the urban style singing, and the urban style singing does not have droning. It has only a more sophisticated way of singing, which is melody and harmony. And we, the common people, the villagers, have droning. <laughs> You've been listening to Macedonian Postcards brought to you by izvormusic.com. Слушавте Македонска разгледница, представено от izvormusic.com. We're your hosts, David Belidis и Драги Спасовски. Thank you for tuning in and we'll see you next time. Благодарим, че бяхте с нас и до слушания.